continuing in our series called Working Values, and as Melissa mentioned in the welcome video, um, one of the best ways for you to stay connected to this series and the DNA of our Shannon Oaks Church family is to pick up one of these Working Value cards at Connect Central as you walk out today. Uh, there are plenty for everyone there, so uh, if you need one to lay on top of your remote control so that you see it on a regular basis or hang it from your mirror as you're driving down the road, I encourage you to put it in a place that you will encounter and revisit regularly in the life that you live. Uh, we will get to our text this morning in Matthew chapter 4 and Acts chapter 1 here in just a few minutes. But as we do, I want to start by acknowledging that from the co-author data that, uh, that you collaboratively offered to us as the leadership of Shannon Oaks Church, we have heard your voices clearly, Shannon Oaks, in the way that you have said, I understand that we have a vision and it is that we reconnect to God's presence, plan, and purpose. However, we believe that there needs to be some clarity and some specificity to the communication and the execution of such vision and how that pertains to all areas of ministry here at Shannon Oak Church. We have heard you loud and clear as you have said that there is a, a, an across-the-board need for more leaders in every area of ministry and in each area of ministry a need for uh, more leadership from the leaders that are already there. And we are, we are excited to, in, to entertain that influence in the season that we are entering into. We also heard loud and clear from those of you who, who communicated that we can, as a family, attribute the recent growth that we have experienced as the Church of Shannon Oaks to the leadership that God has gifted us with. And so for all of those voices, as they come together in this family and in this season, we, as your leadership, have uh, extracted working value number four. Working value number four this morning says this. We value strong leadership and the development of leaders because strong, godly leadership protects, challenges, and leads the church forward in her vision, purpose, and mission. And Shannon Oaks this morning, I am ecstatic because I've got some really, really, really good news to share with you this morning. We have some great news that is a reality for us as a family of Shannon Oaks Church that we need to pause and refocus on and remember this morning that in the conversation of strong leadership, the church is founded on strong leadership. Amen? The church is founded on strong leadership. Now, I, I preface that with this kind of build-up of anticipation that this was really, really, really good news. And the response that I got as I shared that news with you was that it's either still too early in the morning or this is not near as great news as I thought it was. Let's try it again, and maybe the, the opportunity to, to join in the affirmation that this is really, really, really great news will become more clear to me and to everyone else in the room. The, the, the foundation of the church is strong leadership. Amen. Yes. There we go. Now, 
Thank you, Lord, for the coffee that rejuvenated us to the point that we can join you in acknowledging and affirming your truth. Now, in case you are new to this whole church thing, and you're just here this morning because you're kind of testing the waters, you're not really sure what it's all about, you're not really sure that, that you want to be identified and associated with the body of people that is labeled as Christian, I'm, I'm here to remind you this morning and to inform you that strong leadership is the foundation of the church. And in case you've been a part of the church for all of your life, and maybe you're here this morning experiencing and entertaining a waning sense of enthusiasm and passion and confidence that strong leadership still has a place in the church today, I'm here to remind you and inform you that strong leadership is the foundation of the church. And all throughout Scripture, God gives us examples of strong leaders who surrender their lives to him and are used by him to influence others. We look at Abraham, who left home as an old man, not knowing where he was going, and walking by faith that God was making him into a father of many nations. We see Moses, who left his father-in-law's flock of sheep, feeling absolutely incapable and unqualified, served a foreign leader, and then led God's people unscathed out of 400 years of bondage right up to the banks of the promised land and passed the baton of leadership that he'd equipped and empowered onto Mr. Joshua. We see David, a young shepherd boy who was called out and called up as he stepped up when grown men all around him wouldn't even take a chance at being defeated by such a giant. And David stepped up and defeated the, the first of many giants in his life. Scripture is packed full of strong leaders that God has gifted humanity with and the church today as examples of how to follow God and be a strong leader of those that he puts around them. The church is founded on strong leadership. And to assure you of that this morning, I'd like to turn our attention to an amazing story in Matthew chapter 4 as we, we entertain the beginning of Jesus' ministry here on earth. In Matthew chapter 4, I want to begin reading in verse 18. It says this, One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come and follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. In Matthew chapter 4, Shenandoah Church, I want to remind you this morning that the same that was true for Peter and Andrew and James and John is true for us today. Jesus is our leader. Let there be no bones about it. 
Jesus is our leader. Now, here's why that is such incredibly great news for a church today in the world we live in. Because we profess Jesus as Lord. That's why that's such great news. Because when Jesus is our leader and he is our Lord, there is nothing that is impossible for us. But there is nothing more destructive when we profess a leader that we follow who is not the same one that we proclaim to be our Lord. And to truly grasp the gravity of what Jesus is uh, recorded as expressing in Matthew chapter 4 of call, seeing these, these, these brothers and calling them out and then having them follow them immediately in reckless abandon. It is so critical that we understand the model of a rabbi, a teacher, and his students in that time. Because it was absolutely unheard of for a rabbi to go and recruit students. It was absolutely foreign to the concept of those who would become disciples of someone for them to approach, the, 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 uh, for them to be sought out by the rabbi, by the teacher, and said, come and follow me. The opposite is what was true of that paradigm, is where the, the disciples sought out the rabbi. They said, I want to spend my life following you. But instead, the rabbi sought out the students and said, come follow me. And there's a beautiful picture there in the leadership of Jesus Christ who models for us what strong leadership looks like in the church. And right out of the gates, right out of the gates, the very beginning of his earthly ministry, we see that Jesus let nothing stand in his way. He went against the grain. He bucked tradition. He crossed cultural lines and social norms. And then later on, just a few pages further in, in the account of Matthew, we see in chapter 16 that, that Jesus, in conversation with one of these brothers that he sought out in Matthew chapter 4, he's talking to Peter in Matthew chapter 16, and he says, Peter, based on the revelation that you profess that came from God and not from man, I will build my church on that rock because Jesus is our the church has a foundation of strong leadership. Colossians chapter 1 reminds us that Christ is the head of the church. We're not here to exalt and lift up the name of anybody else as leader other than Jesus Christ. If you want to tell the world that you go to Shannon Oaks Church because Eric Godwin is the pastor there, I'm going to ask that you keep your mouth closed. But if you want to tell the world that you go to Shannon Oaks Church because you have the privilege and the freedom to exalt and lift up and connect with the presence of Jesus Christ, then you have my blessing and permission to tell the whole world. Jesus Christ came as a leader. He flipped leadership on its head. And when Jesus is the very model, the, the instantiator of this idea of servant leadership, you can see Philippians chapter 2 where he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing. He came to serve, not to be served. Jesus was cause-promoting, not self-promoting. Jesus came to remind us that the kingdom of heaven was at hand. Not that he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus never said that about himself. He was cause-promoting, not self-promoting. It was um, about revelation from God, not his reputation with God. We see in Mark chapter 10 that uh, these same guys, James and John, were slow in the, in the idea to catch on and receive that it's not about your platform, it's more about your posture. 
as they request from Jesus that in glory that they be sat at his right and left hand. Because they were slow to catch, they had missed it up to that point. And Jesus reminds them, it's not about how great you are, it's about how least you can become. Jesus is spirit-led, vision-filled, team-building, prayer-empowering, authority-ruling, people-equipping leader. And today in, in Shannon Oaks Church, he is walking by us, just like he did in Matthew chapter 4. He is seeing us from afar. And he is calling to us, inviting us to come and follow him. And that is why this is such great news. Because the rise and the fall of Shannon Oaks Church will not be attributed to or centered on whoever is the preacher or teacher or who is not the preacher or teacher. Whoever leads or doesn't lead the youth, whoever picks out or doesn't pick out the songs on Sunday morning that we sing together, whoever recruits or doesn't recruit the kids, whoever serves or doesn't serve as an elder, the rise and the fall of Shannon Oaks Church will never fall on that platform because that is not our leadership. Our leadership lies in Jesus Christ alone. We are a Christ-centered, spirit-led family, and that will never change. It's his mission, his vision, his design, and we have no other agenda. How freeing and liberating is that? For us to say that Jesus is our leader, and so therefore our responsibility as the, the people who quote unquote lead the church, who represent areas of ministry, our freedom and responsibility is to point you and others and each other to Jesus Christ. It's not to point a finger to ourselves and look say, look at how good we are, how great we've done. It's about pointing to the whole world and saying, look at what has already been done for you because you can never do it on your own. And there's a big part of me and you that wants to, to look at strong leadership and, and, and say that it is the catalyst for, for those who are underneath the strong leadership. It is the catalyst for thriving that they get to experience. Well, the reason that that people is thriving is because of the strong leadership that they have. I've realized, Shannon Oaks Church, that that's not always the case. There are dots that are not always connected in the church that we live, that we worship and gather as, the church that we exist in today in the world around us. These dots are not always connecting. And so I feel like it's appropriate for us to lean in and mention this morning that in the conversation of strong leadership, strong leadership is best paired with strong followership. You look at Matthew chapter 4. And though Jesus led them and called them specifically and directly to a mission. Come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. What kind of story would we be telling if those disciples said, Jesus, let me check my calendar and make sure I'm clear for the next few years. Jesus, let me make sure that nothing better is going to come my way before I say yes to what you've proposed to me. What, if, what, if, what kind of story would we be telling if those disciples said, you know what, Jesus, you know what, I, I, I want to come and just casually celebrate with you as you experience these victories in the communities where we live in. But I want to go back home and I want to experience what's comfortable and what's safe instead of following you beyond where I know I can see Strong leadership is best paired with strong followership. The word says that they immediately left their things 
their jobs, their family, their career, their community, and they follow him. Can you imagine where we would be without that strong followership? Can you imagine what the story would be of the gospel of Jesus Christ if it was just Jesus himself dying on the cross? Unfortunately, this type of followership seems to be a rarity in the churches that we experience today. Unfortunately, this world doesn't know what it is to radically follow. What kind of churches could we have? Could we be a part of with that type of strong followership? What kind of wind would this put in the, the sails of those leaders who are, are stepping out and, and saying this is the way to go if they knew that they had strong followership just over their shoulder? What I see reminds me less of the disciples who left everything to follow Christ and more of the crowds who gathered for the show and then went back to the comforts of home. Strong leadership is best paired with strong followership. If Jesus didn't have the followers that followed and gave up everything, I suspect that you and I would not tout Jesus as a strong leader. He led and others followed. And it's that perfect pair dynamic that has transformed the lives that you and I live today. And the reason that it's, it's critical we understand that today is because by design, by God's model, we as a church are a factory that reinforces and reproduces strong leadership. Matthew 4, as awesome as a passage as that is where Jesus sees and invites these brothers to come and follow him, I think Matthew chapter 4 takes on a whole new level of beauty when we survey it in partnership to Acts chapter 1. As these faithfully following disciples spent time with the resurrected Jesus before he ascended back into heaven, their leader and their Lord. And Acts chapter 1 beginning in verse 6 says this, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And after saying this, Jesus was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, a distance of half a mile. And when they arrived, they went to the upstairs room of the house where they were staying. And here are the names of those who were present. Peter, John, James, and Andrew, 
And the list goes on, but I want to stop with the first four because those first four names that are cited in Acts chapter 1 are the first four names that Jesus called out to follow him in Matthew chapter 4. And I want to stop right there because as we, as we just read, Jesus is about to empower them with the, the infilling presence of the Holy Spirit. And they were once the ones who were on the banks of reckless abandon as Jesus had called them away from their nets. And now they're on the brink of unknown, uncertain, spirit-filled, strong leadership. There's a reason that strong leadership is best paired with strong followership. Is because by God's design, those who are strong followers at some point down the road will become strong leaders. And they reproduce and reinforce the strong leadership that is coming behind them. When I think about the current leadership of Shannon Oaks Church, I think of Dwight and Michelle Alexander. And I think about the perseverance that they have exhibited and demonstrated as leaders of Shannon Oaks Church. The joy that they still find worth holding on to as part of this precious family as they love and lead the people that God sends to us. I think of Israel and Leslie Lewis. No greater couple for encouragement as they battle for the unity of God's people. Helping us to realize that we truly are better together. I think of Mike and Sabine McNair. There is no better example as they lead out of this desire and this empowerment that comes from the spiritual realm. Looking and longing for things that are deeper and truer for us to connect to the Father. I think of Jonathan McGraw and Cammy. I think of Jonathan as, as our youth minister, but as a, as a leader who is passionate about relationship, both as an individual, but as children connecting to their Father in heaven. And will do anything and everything to see that become a reality. I think of Josh Whitlock, our children's pastor, and his wife, Erica. And Josh's impeccable uh, capacity to aim at excellence and have a focus for the things that truly matter in this family in ministry. I think of Abby Tips as she leads our worship ministry and her uh, tremendous desire for people to connect in the presence of God. And I know that at one time, every one of those names that I just mentioned were strong followers. And at some point along the way, God has tapped them on the shoulder, invited them as he saw them across the way and said, now as you follow me beyond, would you lead those coming behind you? Strong followership is for a season because every person was made to lead and influence in the sphere of connection that you have in this world. But I want to remind you, Shannon O'Shirts, that none of these people that, that we just celebrated and spoke to their leadership and their blessing of leadership in Shannon O'Shirts, Church, none of these people is the leader of Shannon O'Shirts, Church, including myself. Jesus Christ is our leader.